0: Welcome in, a brand new hour, Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. Hope everybody is doing wonderful out there. And uh, we're glad you're listening. Of course, uh, 5 until 7 p.m., WXJC Radio, 101.1 FM. Don't forget, you can listen live during that time as well, WXJCRadio.com. Download the free app, WXJC Radio, or you can always visit PriorityTalkRadio.com. And there you can also find our podcast. It's all there for you. Or just search Priority Talk Radio. You'll find us on your favorite podcast platform. And uh, we're glad to be with you here today. And uh, we are going to pick up a conversation that uh, we've had over the last uh, few weeks with Mr. Cleet Hux with the Apologetics Resource Center, ARC Apologetics, A-R-C, ARC Apologetics. And uh, we have been talking uh, about how... The West or America became pagan. Now, Cleet's uh, been in here twice already for lengthy discussions, and uh, those are at our podcast. Okay, you can go back and listen to those. But Cleet, it's good to have you with us uh, here for a third time, man. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. Well, we're uh, glad to continue this. Um, I've learned a lot, and so, uh, you know, a lot of times with the radio show, I take on the attitude of, uh, even if nobody else listens, I'm learning. <laughs> so you can just consider this our little personal uh, mentoring session okay. uh, where you, you teach me and uh, maybe some other people are listening, and uh, they'll learn as well. But no, a lot of yeah, lot yeah. of folks out there, we're glad to have you with us. And again, we're going to sort of pick up this discussion, uh, but you can go back to our podcast and find Cleet. I think the first one was May 17th, and then another one within the last week or two. Uh, so go back and find those. In 2022, whenever you're listening, you could be listening years from now. All right, Cleet, uh, let's get into this. Uh, of course, if folks want to find Apologetic Resource Center, they can do it at uh, arcapologetics.org. Mm-hmm. Org. Org. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm struggling with. arcapologetics.org, a wealth of information for any uh, anybody interested, especially if you do any Bible teaching or worldview um, teaching, pastors, man, I, that's a that's a website you need to have booked marked. Okay, we say how the West, how America became pagan. Uh, let's once again just sort of define paganism, what we mean by that for folks mm-hmm. that are just mm-hmm. jumping into this conversation for the yeah, first time if today.
1: If they haven't listened to any of the uh, other two recordings, it would be good to, to define that. Pagan uh, comes from a Latin word, paganus. It means country dweller country hick, so to speak. A lot of people have been called pagans. Don't say. I I resemble that. Remark. Remark. Uh, But a pagan, and and typically in most of the minds of people, uh, they understand a pagan to be without religion. Well, uh, as we said before, a pagan is anyone but without religion. Uh, pagan, what paganism does, it tends to devonize creation. Okay, now we're talking about the destruction. Devonize, you mean? Devon, making. D- the divination. Divination, uh, or making uh, creation divine? God God. And divine.
0: Okay, I just want to clarify. Right,
1: yeah. Um, but that's exactly what we're talking about when we talk about paganism. Of course, it's been said that in the beginning, God created man in his image, and ever since the fall, man has attempted to return the favor. Mm. <laughs> and that is appropriate uh, understanding when we look into the issue of paganism what that is and how America became pagan. But we, we need to understand the destruction of the creator-creature distinction. That's what paganism tends to do it um, basically robs the one and only personal transcendent God of his divine nature and devonizes creation Mm -hmm. it applies that nature to creation Uh, we talked about for instance Matthew Fox uh, last time who's a defrocked Catholic priest who turned Episcopalian with his uh, creation spirituality and um, he basically is into process theology, or he was when he was very popular a couple of decades ago. He he uh, basically is a pantheist, but a, also a panentheist. Mm-hmm. Pan meaning all, theism meaning God. Yeah, and I all would say
0: if you're not familiar with those terms, we can hit it briefly. Go back and yeah. listen to the previous yeah. uh, podcast. Yeah. Go back and listen.
1: But all is God. God is all. It's the Eastern mystical world and life view of all is divine by nature. Well, if all is divine by nature, and nature itself is divine, what does that do to the personal transcendent God? Mm -hmm. It destroys His uniqueness as the Creator. And then, like I say, uh, you, you really start hearing the hiss of the serpent from the garden mm. and all of this. And you, Thou shalt surely not die, reincarnation, yeah. Yeah. because God knows you. And
0: God didn't say that. God,
1: yeah, yeah, God didn't say that. Uh, mm. He's withholding the good from you, and your eyes will be open, you will be like him. You'll understand good and evil. Well, they understood good and evil because God told them not to do this. This is good, this is bad, you know. But uh, what has happened with this, when you start the balancing of good and evil and making it have no difference at all between the two, then you're into a monistic, all is one, one is all type of worldview. You're into moral relativism. Mm-hmm. Uh, political correctness is chock full of this uh, type of it, mentality. It's wokeism. What's that? Wokeism. Oh, yes, wokeism. That's where it
0: heads. Yeah.
1: Well, you, if you look at uh, socialism and uh, cultural Marxism, Marxism basically is a materialistic world and life view mm-hmm. without God. Yeah. So it's atheistic. It's atheistic. It's naturalistic. That's what
0: I tell people. Don't don't be afraid of socialism for economic reasons. Okay, that's one consideration. The the most dangerous thing it does is removes God from the equation of our society and our lives. Mm-hmm. That's the most dangerous part of it.
1: That's the most dangerous part of it. But it also puts us in His position. Mm-hmm. You know, so, an atheist does that basically. He's trying to trying to solve his guilt of thinking that there's no God, but he can't get it. Well, that's right. what I always
0: say, you know, people, um, you know, how can people not believe in God? And Well people don't want to give an account That's right. their guilt, exactly. they know it, and exactly. they don't want to give an account to, if there is a God, that means you're going to have to answer to that God one day. Mm-hmm. And so people will believe all sorts of wild things mm-hmm. to convince themselves, to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe there's not a God, and I won't have to answer to that God one day. Mm. I mean, that's how we, answer, how we answer our own guilt.
1: Well, you know, Paul talks about that very specifically in Romans 1, where he says, the, the, uh, For the righteousness of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Now, mm. uh, what truth is Paul talking about? the evidence of god's existence apart from his creation well, all people know that god exists you know the head hunter hunts heads but he resents his own head being hunted <laughs> you know a pickpocket picks pockets but he yeah, resents his own pocket being picked that's played. right that's you know, right he's suppressing the truth that god has given him a conscience and that conscience is to be dictated by the one and only transcendent god and not left out of the picture.
0: I, w- I said this yesterday, I think. You know, uh, you're talking about moral relativism in this. Mm-hmm. You know, which leads to all this. Um, you know, somebody will say, you know, what's wrong for you may not be wrong for me, and then, you know, uh, true for you, true for you, true. not true for me, and uh, you know, but uh, you let somebody break in their house and steal all their stuff, and all of a sudden they'll feel uh, real quick, hey, that was wrong. <laughs> exactly. You shouldn't have done that. Well, maybe it wasn't wrong for them to do that. Well, no, that was wrong because it violated them. Yeah, gets a little different when yeah. it yeah. comes personal to you.
1: You know, well, you, somebody well,
0: don't somebody doesn't break into your house and you yeah. go, well, it must not have been wrong for them. I guess they right. can have it. Nobody does that because well, they know there's wrong and they know yeah. there's right.
1: Well, moral relativism uh, can only be uh, truth, and moral relativism can only be self-validating. Uh, there's no truth outside the self. You know, true for me, but not true for you. It reminds me of the Wiccan Reed. If it harm no one, do what thou wilt. Mm. (laughs) I mean, do whatever you want to do, you know, that type of thing. Some people live that way. Yes, and unfortunately, the West here in America, we have become that way, and it hasn't been overnight. Uh, It's kind of like the frog in the kettle, a little bit at a time, and over the last several decades, we have succumbed to being a pagan America, mm, basically. Mm, mm.
0: All right, it's probably a good place for us to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, give me just 30 seconds where we're headed so people will stay tuned.
1: Well, we're going to look at the worldview again of what this is, what paganism's worldview is, but how we can recognize it in culture and in issues. And the way to do that, I'm going to use primarily... What uh, a symbol that everybody is familiar with. It's called the yin yang sure. or the Tai Chi of Buddhistic Taoism. All right.
0: We will talk about it when we come back. It is Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. Hope everybody's doing really, really well. And uh, Cleet Hux, it's arc, ARC, ARCapologetics.org, the Apologetic Resource Center. All right. We'll be right back. Greg Davis here with you. It is Priority Talk. We're glad to be with you today. Don't forget, find the podcast Priority Talk Radio. You can find it at our website, .com, or just search on your favorite podcast platform, and uh, you can find it there, The Daily Podcast. Always good stuff there, we do believe. We're visiting with Cleet Hucks, of course, with Apologetic Resource Center, ARC, A-R-C, apologetics.org. We're talking about how America, how the West became... Uh, pagan. We've defined paganism and talked some, about some issues uh, surrounding it. Um, Clete, the difference between our Western culture and paganism. Uh, okay. sp- expound on that.
1: All right. We need to distinguish between Western thought, typical Western thought historically, uh, not as it is today because it's changed. Uh, the difference between Western thought and Eastern. Thought. When I say Eastern thought, I'm, I'm talking about Eastern uh, mystical thought um, that encompasses the religions of Hinduism, some forms of Buddhism, Zen, Taoism, uh, pronounced with a D but spelled with a T.
0: Yeah, I never understood that. Yeah, Taoism? Yeah, with a, with a T. I, that, that, I don't understand. It's just the way it's... Yeah. That you know. that that threw me off, and I think I, think I missed that on a, a seminary spelling test one time. or so. Anyway, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Most people spell it with the D. Yeah, you know the way it sounds like we're here in the West. But at any rate, the the difference is this: that there's a saying that that uh, the East is East and the West is West, and never the two, two shall meet. meet. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's apply that to worldviews. Here in the West, up until the saturation of paganism in America, we typically have uh, looked at life as a object-subject relationship. Distinctions. In other words, I'm not you, you're not me. Yes, we're in the same human family. But you're an individual. Mm-hmm. I'm a distinct individual. Mm-hmm. Okay, We're not the chair that we're sitting in. Okay, However, when you come to a eastern mystical world and life view there are no dichotomies there are no separations that's the reason why I refer to this particular worldview of paganism as a distinctionless worldview and it is a monistic all is one, one is all and you can see already how the collectivism mindset you know, let's all go back to the to the tower, <laughs> well, God says nothing will be impossible. You know, for them.
0: Cleve, I I started saying something about that a while back. I've said it on this radio show, but not mm-hmm. not recently. Um, you know, when we start talking about the collectivism, mm-hmm. which is really uh, socialistic, sure. you know, uh, exactly. uh, materialism. Right. Um, at some point, you know, w- when you were in school, when I was in school, mm-hmm. you had your own box. With your own supplies in it, your own crayons, you know, you had your own compass, your Mm -hmm. own pencils, and those red erasers, you know, that you could do burns on (laughs) your skin. Yeah, it did. We all had our own. Mm -hmm. You brought your own, you know. I've still got some of the boxes that were mine in elementary school.
1: Mine was mine, and yours was yours.
0: At some point, between when I was out of school till I got kids in school, they started this, and, and Stuart, I bet this was your experience as a younger man. Hey, bring bring your supplies to school, you know, parents, send the yeah. supplies, and we're going to put them all together, and then everybody will share them. Was that your experience in school? Uh, I remember having my own. You had your own. Well, yeah, good. I had my own stuff. But so. you you went to a um, – you didn't go to a public school no, all the way. No, I did not. Okay, that might be the difference then. <laughs> yeah. um, but that became the norm, mm-hmm. is send – hey, here's the list, mm-hmm. send it all up mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and then we will um, – everybody will share from that pot. Exactly. And, and I, they right. started doing it, mm-hmm. I, I believe, because they knew they were kids that wouldn't have supplies. Oh, Their yeah. parents right. would not send supplies right. for whatever reason. Or could so, not. So they started saying, asking everybody just to put them all in there, and they'd ask for a little more than your child really needed, because that would make up the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've seen basically the same thing happen in, in our culture now.
1: Oh, uh, and, and,
0: and we've got a whole generation who started from elementary school all the way up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: practicing collectivism mm-hmm. from elementary school all the way up. Now, that seems very innocent, but it creates a mindset. Mm-hmm. Am I right or wrong?
1: Oh, yeah. no, you're right. You're exactly right. We grew up with a dis- with distinctions. Yeah,
0: it wouldn't, hey, this is mine and that's yours. Right. Now, I, I, of course, now what you used to teach was, hey, you have yours, but you can share. Right with someone. Exactly. If they do without, that's right. We can share that's with right. them. We can that's help right. them. But we went away from that yeah. to where it was just let's just all put it together, and then yeah. some official will distribute it, redistribute it all to everybody. It yeah. was. It's, I, I started yeah. seeing it, and I started telling teachers, and they would see it and go, oh, "Gosh, you're right," but they kept doing it.
1: Well, it, yeah, and you can again. What we have seen is an erosion of separations or distinctions uh the object versus subject relationship, which is the West, basically that is uh, uh, another way to understand the creator, creature, distinction. okay? For instance, a new Ager. and new age movement is basically Eastern mysticism come west, okay? The beliefs and practices of Hinduism, Taoism, and all of that. All is divine by nature. We go back what fifty, at least fifty years ago.
0: Sixties. Yeah,
1: yeah. To um, the um, what is it? Uh, the age of Aquarius. Who was that? I can't remember the the group. I know the, I know it, but that's ahead the, of my time. <laughs> it's the dawning of yeah. the age of Aquarius, yeah. and Jupiter aligns with yeah, Mars, and the, the East guides our p- mm-hmm. planet. All that. Well catchy tune. Catchy tune. And still it's probably more popular today than yeah. it was when it was first written. But what a new ager tends to do and what the age of Aquarius is, a new New Ager tends to dissect time up until about into about two thousand year increments. And up until recently, life in the past was in the Judeo Christian Western concept mm-hmm. age, okay, of separations. The We were in the Piscean age, the fish symbol age. The fish symbolizing Judeo-Christianity, right, for right. instance. Separation of a creator from creation, okay. But now, a new ager would say, there has been a paradigm shift of life and reality, and we've come out of that age, the Piscean age, into the age of Aquarius. And mm-hmm. The age of Aquarius is monistic. All is one, one is all. No distinctions.
0: So, you said, now, my job here is to ask the questions that the mm-hmm. listeners are probably wondering why do New Agers break it up into 2,000 year um, chunks? It's all,
1: ba- it's all based on astrology. The astrological oh, okay, choice. Okay, okay,
0: that makes sense. The
1: astrological I don't charts. understand it, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And here, here well, <laughs> here's the New Age or the occult or mysticism, those are words that can be used interchangeably. Okay, but uh, they're all referring to, uh, in its classic definition of the occult, for instance, is simply this the attempt to obtain power through secret wisdom. Okay? Um, and it is DIY, do it yourself divinity. Wow. Tap into the God within. Uh, because it, the, the transcendent creator is no longer personal, he becomes an impersonal force. You see, um, so that's that's, and that's what we're talking
0: about. So one. the impersonal force would that would that be more like deism, sort of, or not? No, no, no.
1: Deism doesn't uh, practice. It doesn't treat God as a uh, force. God is a being,
0: mm-hmm.
1: one God. It
0: just not doesn't even have force on he, Earth. He created everything. It just but leaves he, it there. He
1: left it there for us okay, to do. It. Okay. Yeah, okay. but it's much like the force in Star Wars. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, George Lucas. Um, you know, I used to think that he was a um, an atheist, but when Bill Moyers, former Baptist guy, interviewed George Lucas, uh, he asked him the question. Uh, this is beginning uh, of the Star Wars series. He said, "Do you believe that there's a God?" He said. Well, there probably is, but I'm just—I just don't think that we could ever know.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard that.
1: That's an agnostic statement. Yes, we don't have the knowledge yeah. of God. I've well, heard
0: him say that, and yeah. others. I've seen yeah. that clip. But when, maybe there is, but how do we know? Yeah, you, know, you can't know.
1: Yeah, but and so what he does—the whole idea of the force in Star Wars—is based on uh, the yin yang of Buddhistic Taoism.
0: Yeah. All right, We've got to take a break. Okay. We'll come back, and we will get to the uh, yin-yang yin, and uh, all that you're talking. We'll get there, all right? So y'all hang with us. Don't forget, now, this is Cleet's third time recently to be in studio with me. You can go back to uh, Priority Talk Radio, our podcast, and easily find the other uh, previous visits we had, all right? So uh, some of you may be thinking you're hearing the same one. No, 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 no. This is fresh. Go back and hear the others as well if you're just jumping in here with us today. Priority Talk, Greg Davis. Uh, we'll be right back. Hang on more with Cleet Hucks, Apologetic Resource Center. And welcome back in Priority Talk. Greg Davis here, and we are uh, busy once again with Apologetic Resource Centers, Cleet Hux. His name's Cleet Hux, the organization, Apologetic Resource Center, ARC ARCapologetics.org. You certainly should be checking that out if, you're, if any of this is interesting to you. Cleet, you've got... Uh, Lots of good information on the website. I mean, it is a treasure trove of uh, uh, resources, uh, uh, articles, um, research, all of that. Mm -hmm. And you've got uh, – sometimes this tells you somebody's uh, scholarship a little bit. You've got probably how many books do you think you got? What's your library?
1: Well, we started out. Oh we, yeah, you thinned it down. <laughs> we, okay, trying to thin it down, but we had over twenty thousand volumes.
0: Yeah. Okay, there you go. So, so that just tells you the the uh, access to resources yeah. that he's had for a long time. One of the and a lot of those are not online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, you're going you're yeah. going back to original yeah. sources on a lot of things. One of
1: the things that we try to offer is um, our Areopagus Journal. Yes, uh, Greek for Mars Hill, where Paul debated the Epicureans and, and Stoic philosophers. So, and that's, that's, we've got 64 different editions of that, that cover just about everything that you want to. Those
0: cover. are available on the website? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. I maybe you need to be jumping on those folks. Uh, ARC, A-R-C, apologetics dot O-R-G. And of course, Cleet, uh, available to uh, come and, uh, you know, be in your church or speak to your group or... Uh, Pastor's great resource. He's spoken in probably how many did, did we determine? You did a couple of thousand churches across pretty, Alabama. Pretty
1: close. Yeah, I mean, a lot
0: of them. He's been doing it for a while yeah. and uh, he, he's been out there for sure. Uh, all right, let's get back into it. How America Became Pagan. This is our third visit uh, with, with Cleet uh, over the last few months, and we're going to make it a regular. Um, Uh, part of the program we've got such a good response we just thought we're gonna we're gonna start doing this once a week so uh, just keep listening in all right let's get to the yin yang we've been uh, in Mm -hmm. Mm Taoism. we've been sort of teasing this uh how the people are familiar with the yin yang the symbol
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, it's very prevalent sure in our day in our culture in fact it's probably so prevalent Mm -hmm. that you don't realize how prevalent it is right it's It's so common Mm -hmm. it's there Mm-hmm. And you don't even notice it. Exactly, it's there. Exactly. How does that represent what we're talking about? Paganism. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it represents what we're talking about. Paganism again, because we, our foundation is, is the creator creature distinction. Okay, uh, and what paganism does is it destroys that distinction. Peter Jones, for instance, uh, he he talks about a one versus a two-ism world and life view. A two-ism world and life view is a creator-creature mm-hmm. distinction. But paganism is a one-ism. All is one, one is all. It's a monistic, distinctionless world and life view. Now, here's the problem with us defining things. We like to redefine things. Yeah. We see that in culture yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Redo, redo. Well, everybody's
0: good at it, but the Democrats seem to be real good at it right now. So, yeah, um, we all do it though, to some yeah, extent. Yeah,
1: but that's that is the problem. Uh, for instance, if you ask the average person what the yin yang represents, they'll say, "Well, doesn't it represents a represent a balance?" of good and evil? I said, close but no cigar. Hmm. That's the way you and I want to define it, it, Mm -hmm. you see. But it really, it doesn't mean opposites. It means conjunction of opposites, a synthesis of opposites. All is one, one is all. It's based on a monistic world and life view. Now, uh, I mentioned uh, that George Lucas used this in Star Wars series, I mean, it's quite obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, Feel the Force Luke, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. the light side of the Force, you know, and and then Darth Vader, uh, the dark side, you know. And I believe it was in the, the Empire Strikes Back, by the way, my friend Peter Jones, he um, he's British by background, and he and John Lennon were childhood buddies. Hmm. And he wrote a book, a little paperback book called "The Gnostic Empire Strikes Back." Wow! And it's a t- takeoff on the Force, but using it as a monistic thing. And Luke Skywalker in uh, "The Empire Strikes Back" uh, is a Jedi Knight in training. Okay, he's not a master of the Force, but his guru Yoda is. And, and he's flying his starship, crashes it in the swamp. You remember how he's trying to get his starship out of the swamp? He's trying to become one mm-hmm. with the force yeah. and occultically levitate his starship out of the swamp. Well, he couldn't do it. Let's just say he didn't have enough faith. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people treat faith as a force. They do. Well, Along comes his guru, Yoda, and in no time flat, because Yoda is a master Jedi, and he's got that starship out of the swamp in no time flat. And Luke is about to pick up his lightsaber off the ground floor there and to go into the cave to do battle with the dark side, Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. And Yoda says, don't take that Luke. In other words, you don't need it. Feel the force, Luke. Mm -hmm. You'll be successful. Luke doesn't take that advice. He picks it up. He goes in. He and Darth Vader get in a fight with their lightsabers. He hits Darth Vader in the head. Darth Vader's head rolls off, <laughs> and Luke is bends over to the ground to peel the helmet off the head that he just whacked off. But do you remember whose head he saw? Did he see Darth Vader's head? No. No. He saw his own oh. head. Now, there are a lot of people that would say, no, 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 it's not talking about that. It's talking about... Luke and Darth Vader, you know, father and son. <laughs> no, it's really the 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 meaning of the force. Uh the old Beatles said it just as well in song. I am thee, thee is me, and I am the walrus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see, you know, there's no difference between me and the walrus and Excuse me. If all is one and one is all and all is divine and everything is divine by nature, there's no difference between God and the walrus. And again, that's what paganism does. It it creation. Mm. So,
0: so do you suggest? I mean, I guess ultimately, uh, like, so you take Star Wars. It, it's mm-hmm. one very well known example of this. This is yeah. this is all through culture and television and yes. movies. It you know yeah. Um, do you, you think uh, this is the kind of thing people should avoid altogether or just be aware of it, that there is an entertainment value there? People say good, yeah, it's about good and evil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I guess you'd say the safest thing to do is avoid it altogether. But um, I guess, I don't know, Put words in your mouth. What What's your... Uh...
1: Well, I don't want to censor, right. you know, um, but the problem is with, um, you know, we're entertainment driven mm-hmm. uh, i mean i love sports mm-hmm. and we're going to get into the to this in a minute as as far as how it's penetrated sports through education um i was a four sport letterman in high school and mm-hmm. played ball in college and all of that but um in america we are entertainment driven mm-hmm. which gets back to that pragmatic mindset that we're talking about
0: yeah, we talked about that a lot the mm-hmm. first time you were with us mm-hmm. back in May. Mm-hmm. That pragmatism—if mm-hmm. it works, if right. if it's good, if we enjoy it, yeah. if it's yeah. uh, good for us, basically—if we—if if, it—if it works for
1: us—and the question is, from what point of reference are we determining that it works and is good for us? You see, if it's not coming from the one and only Creator of the universe, and we're bringing every thought captive. Yeah. To the scriptures and to to God, then we're off on our own, and that's where our freedoms will do us in. It's like that statement that we made in the first segment. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, the, the first dif- time he was you know, with us. Yeah. The difference between people under communist Russia when Khrushchev's uh, reign and Christians there, Christians and Christians in America was that they in Russia were tested by persecution. We in America were tested by our freedoms, and we're still being tested by our freedoms. And I think we're losing the battle.
0: Well, yeah, that uh, I've been thinking about that since May. <laughs> when you put that out there, I mean, quite honestly, that that uh, was a uh, a game changer for me. The way I think, the way I'm thinking of things, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, that it was our freedom is, is, is our where we were tested. And we think that way. We're Americans. We're free, and I can do what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, and if it works, then it's good to do it. Yeah. It's pragmatic. Wow, that was that's that's huge. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We've got another segment with Cleet Huck as we wrap up this hour. Uh, this is going to be a regular feature on the show, though. Uh, so you'll want to continue to listen uh, during this time each and every week. Uh, at least for the for the foreseeable future, Cleet's going to join us until he runs out of material. I don't think that's going to happen, though. All right, we'll be right back. Priority Talk, it's Cleet Huck's ARC Apologetics, ARCapologetics.org, is his website. We're back in for our final segment today with Cleet Huck's Apologetic Resource Center, ARCapologetics.org. Wow. Man, we've covered a lot, and uh, we haven't even really got started. Luckily, you're going to be back with us uh, week to week. So we've got uh, a long way to go to really fully understand how America, how the West became pagan. So we've really been still trying to understand paganism and Western thought, Eastern thought, mm-hmm. uh, all, all of it. So. We've, we've thrown out a lot of terms and uh, ideas and mm-hmm, concepts, mm-hmm. Uh, belief systems. Give us some – and we talked about Star Wars as an mm-hmm, example. Mm-hmm. Give us some more examples okay. of how, how, where we see this.
1: Yeah. Uh, again, to, to the audience listening, we're really talking about the destruction uh, from a Christian standpoint, Christian world life view. We're talking about the doing away with, or destruction of, the Creator-Creature distinction. Uh, in the beginning, God, not in the beginning, us, okay? Right. <laughs> and so that's well, the starting point.
0: there is God, and you're not Him. And <laughs> that's right. <Yeah.
1: laughs> exactly. And so it is, when we talk about this, when you talk about doing away with distinctions, you're you're left with the all. Okay, everything is the same. All is one, one is all. Monistic, distinctionless. And we mentioned Star Wars uh, as an example of the Force uh, with the yin-yang, the Buddhistic Taoism. It really does not represent uh, distinctions of light and darkness uh, or good and evil. It's all blended together. It's all blended together. And we see the operation of that, um, the yin-yang, and its meaning applied uh, in the occult in many, many different ways uh, today. For instance, the, the power in the occult is always divorced from authority, okay? There's no such thing as good and evil as far as dichotomies mm-hmm. are concerned. There's only power and how power is used so if you can learn the tools of the trade to tap in to techniques that can give you that power Mm -hmm. then you so this is
0: a tony robbins type stuff
1: well uh, that's an example that he's one example that a lot of people are probably
0: familiar with in fact You know, uh, he recently, I didn't realize this, but I heard Nick Saban say the other day, you know, the Alabama coach, he came and spoke to the Alabama football team.
1: doesn't surprise me at all. So
0: that guy's still relevant after all these years. It's amazing. So Star Wars is an example. What are some other... You mentioned entertainment. You mentioned... Yeah.
1: Let's let's do music again. Let's go back to the Beatles for a minute Mm -hmm. with John Lennon, the head Beatle. (laughs) And everybody loved the Beatles when they were coming along. I, I grew up an Elvis fan, you know. Mm-hmm. But when the Beatles came along, I jumped right on
0: board sure. with it, you know.
1: And but, Elvis said, huh, i
0: will going to make movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah.
1: And he made a lot of them, yeah. too, with Ann-Margaret and all that. But uh, at any rate, but I would think that John Lennon's most famous song is Imagine. Yes. Now, that song... Has been the theme of three different World Olympics, and it was the same this last summer. Yeah, uh, it was in 1996 in Atlanta. And when we get later on, we get into to the sports thing. Uh, I'll show you how that uh, has been implemented there, or was implemented there.
0: Well, I ain't sure we're gonna make it today. Well, maybe. Well, maybe. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, let me. I, what I want to do for the audience listening. They, you know, a lot of times we get hooked on the music and don't listen to the lyrics. Let me uh, read the lyrics. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us, only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there are, there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. And no religion, too. Imagine all the people living life in peace you well you might say I'm a dreamer but I'm not the only one I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one imagine no possessions I wonder if you can no need for greed or hunger a brotherhood of man imagine all the people sharing all the world you might say I'm a dreamer but I'm not the only one I hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one. Now, <clears throat> if you look at the the song, the lyrics are replete with the word no. <laughs> no heaven, no hell, no countries, no religion, no possessions. And somehow, the no of all these things is supposed to bring about a brotherhood of man? Mm. <laughs> How can that take place? you know? And so, you know, you talk about no heaven or hell. That means no moral absolutes. Right. Everything is relative, you see. No countries. Sounds like a promotion of open borders. It's a global community. Yeah. <laughs> you see. And no possessions obviously is talking about no such thing as private property yeah. either. And socialism. so so we're into socialism, we're into materialism without a transcendent creator apart from his creation because creation is all that it is.
0: Hmm. As we wrap up for today, um, and I'm glad you're coming back, so that's the good thing here. Um, This is all good information. Why is this so important for the listeners to know this and to know how to recognize it and respond?
1: It's important because otherwise we will not be worshiping and acknowledging the one true God who is not part of his creation. He's not, you know, the Mm -hmm. New Ager would say, there's a universal mind or brain out there. And -hmm. you and I and everything that exists make up the individual cells of that brain. No, God is holy, he's righteous, he is the holy other. And we are his subjects. We've been created in his image to fellowship with him and to worship him. And unless we set him apart in his proper position and allow him to govern us, we will be drawn into a lot of these different things. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well... If you are uh, just have joined us, uh, this has been uh, all hour. Cleet Huck's Apologetic Resource Center. And uh, we had two prior visits uh, dating, dating back to May and then another one in August. And they are available at our podcast. You can find it quite easy, I'm sure, if you want to look, Priority Talk Radio. Um, go back and listen to all of it. And then Cleet's going to be back with us as well and going to be during this hour uh, week to week uh, for the uh, foreseeable future until we sort of exhaust all of this uh, good information because, quite honestly, we only got to about uh, 30% of what we planned on talking about this hour. That's my fault, not your fault. Mm-hmm. I, t- I chase a lot of rabbits and ask a lot of we'll questions and things like that. But um, but we're glad uh, that you're here with us, and uh, we're going to do it week to week. So uh, everybody, hey, just listen in at this t- this same hour. Uh, week to week, and you can hear the continuing conversation, but in the meantime, if you've got uh, questions or want to reach out or have Cleet uh, come to your church or your group or even do a Zoom call or anything like that to help take this uh, a little further with you and to help you, that's what he's here for. That's your ministry. Amen. You're not asking him to do something he don't want to do. This is what God called you to do. Amen. And you've been doing it now for... uh, Over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. A little while. Yeah. A couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Apologetic Resource Center, ARC.org, is uh, where you want to find him at. Uh, very easy to do, and lots of great information uh, there as well on the website. Even if you don't talk to him personally, you can go to the website, and uh, and, and you can spend a lot of time there. All righty, Cleek. good to have you with us today, my friend, and uh, we'll you. look forward to doing it again next week as well. We'll let it go right there. It is Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you, of course, Monday through Friday, 5 until 7, and then also Sundays from 11 a.m. until noon. And uh, whenever you listen, however you listen, live or later, we sure do appreciate you being with us. And, uh, again, it's Priority Talk Radio, the podcast. You can easily find it. Go back and find these conversations and many more like them. All right, everybody, have a great, great day rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time.